1: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Monday, January 11th, 2021. And I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. You do not hear the dulcet tones of Dave Biddle because he has shifted rules today from host to analyst because it's that big of a day. Dave, the Ohio State Buckeyes face off with Alabama tonight in the national championship game in Miami. Did you sleep last night?
0: I did. Um... Not a lot. I was thinking about the game before I went to bed, got up very early. Probably will have to take a nap at some point today, given my lack of sleep. But uh, I'm just so freaking excited for this when we thought there wasn't going to be a season and then the season was saved. Everything the Buckeyes have been through for them to be in the national championship game is just awesome. It feels like house money at this point, especially coming off the Clemson win, the beatdown of Clemson. Now, once the ball gets kicked off, it sure won't feel like house money. We're going to feel like, let's go. We got to win this game. I think the Buckeyes have a very good chance tonight. I know we're going to break it all down, but uh, I'm excited. I'm feeling good. Glad they had this opportunity. And, again, no David versus Goliath matchup. I said the same thing going into the Clemson game. Now, Alabama's better than Clemson. I want to make that clear. again, this is not some David versus Goliath matchup. These rosters match up very well. We're going to look back on the talent of these rosters and say these are two equal teams and um, maybe we'll look back and say Ohio State was more talented. Because I know it's going to the Clemson game. I said these are two you know, very equal teams when you look at the talent. Ohio State's actually the more talented team compared to Clemson. So we'll see what happens tonight. I think these teams, um, it's going to come down to who makes the fewer amount of mistakes, who's able to cash in touchdowns instead of field goals. Uh, Buckeyes' defense has to get some stops, and if they can win the turnover battle and just slow down Alabama's offense, you can't stop them. That's the all you you have to hope to contain them. You can't stop them. If they can do that, the Buckeyes can win this game, Dan.
1: I would agree with you. It's interesting. We were just talking about some statistics before the game. Alabama actually passes the ball better than they run it. Just on the face of it, where do you see Ohio State's biggest concern when matching up individually? Well,
0: certainly the an easy answer is the easy answer and the best answer, and that's Ohio State's defensive backs against Alabama's wide receivers and just the passing game in general. Uh, Mac Jones gets the ball out of his hands very quickly, and he's very accurate with the football, and he can throw a good deep ball, Uh, not very mobile, so that helps Ohio State, but you know, Ohio State's seven banks is coming off by far his best game, so that's good, Uh, but I would say it's Alabama's passing attack against Ohio State's passing defense, and it's not just the DBs because you have to throw the linebackers in there as well covering Najee Harris and covering some of the other shorter routes that they're going to do I don't think Jalen Waddle is going to play that's just me spitballing Nick Saban was asked about that yesterday Um, the way he answered the question and I fully realize there could be gamesmanship here the way he answered the question though Dan leads me to believe that Waddle won't play and if he does he'll be on a pitch count and who knows how effective he'll be coming off a broken ankle Um, a healthy Waddle would be a big problem but I you know with With no waddle in there, that'll help Ohio State because they'll be able to focus more on Devontae Smith slowing him down. Uh, Najee Harris, to me, is he's the real deal. He'll play in the NFL for a long time. Uh, So that would be certainly my biggest concern would be Ohio State's pass defense against Alabama's passing offense.
1: You mentioned Najee Harris. Nobody has really lined up and run the ball at Ohio State with much success. Do you think Alabama is going to be able to do that?
0: No, you're not going to be able to just line up and just run the ball well against Ohio State. You can you can get them here and there, but Ohio State is built to stop the run. Um, And you know Alabama will have more success than your typical team will. But Alabama's down their starting center, who is an All American. You know, so the backup center is going to be in there, and uh, they'll be able to run the ball. But this Ohio State defense is so good at stopping the run. And I don't think the linebackers get enough credit. I mean, tough Borland's not a guy you want out in space. He's not a guy you want chasing anybody down. He's not a guy you want in pass coverage, but tough Borland can stop the run. And I don't think we give him enough credit for that. And the linebackers as a whole have just been doing a great job of helping stop the run. Um, the thing is though, you know, the elephant in the room, everybody listening to the show knows that there's some rumors out there. The Ohio state could be down some guys due to COVID. That would be my concern. If they're down, a certain defensive tackle that can move mountains that that would not be good. And there's some rumors that could be the case. So some backups for Ohio state in the D line might have to step up. Um, again, if I knew Ohio state was at full strength, I would think that, uh, Alabama could be in some trouble tonight. We won't know until the status report comes out, Dan, around six o'clock. Um, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully some of these rumors that have been floating out there aren't true. Obviously Dan and I cannot get into specific names. We're not going to do that. Um, but, um, yeah, that, I think if Alabama is going to try and run the ball, you know, a lot against Ohio State, that's going to play right into Ohio State's hands. But Alabama is too smart for that. They're going to they know that they have to throw the ball to win. Um, they're going to try to run the ball, though. They're not going to complete, It's still a Nick Saban team. They're not going to completely go away from the run. But no, you're not going to run on this Ohio State team very much.
1: What makes this so interesting is, yes, Alabama won the award for the best offensive line in college football, but they really had four standout offensive linemen, and one of them's gone now. That's the center, Landon Dickerson. Lest we forget, Dickerson is a transfer from Florida State. Alabama got him on the roster because they had a hole at center. The guy going in at center, Chris Owens, he is a fifth-year senior. He's a company guy. He is not a super talented fellow. He started one game at right tackle for Evan Neal and got abused. The other weakness they have is in Brown, the other guard they have. So you're going to have their two weakest offensive linemen lining up next to each other across from what has been an Ohio State strength. In light of your previous comment, that's going to be something to watch very, very intently. Also because Mac Jones is a very good quarterback. If you actually look, some of the statistical ratings have him higher than Joe Burrow was last year, but he is not a mobile quarterback. He is not going to leave the pocket. If they're able to get a pass rush, I do think they have a chance to have some success. The real question is how they hold up against Devontae Smith and can they not give up big plays?
0: Yeah, they need to be physical with Devontae Smith. I mean, he is... You know, as advertised, he's not one of these guys where, hey, he's you know, stats are a little inflated. He's really not that good. Like, no, he's tremendous, as I think everybody listening to the show knows. They have to be physical with him. He's not a physical wide receiver. Um, jam him as much as you can, and you know, a lot of what they do with Amari Rogers. I mean, they're trying to beat him up throughout the game. Now that's going to be harder to do with Devontae Smith. He's bigger than Amari Rogers uh, from Clemson, but you have to be physical with him. You can't let him have free releases. And you got to tackle him. If he breaks a tackle, it could be six points. That's it's as simple as that. So, I mean, there's so many factors for this defense. They have to make Alabama earn every yard. I mean, bend, but don't break is a phrase that I think a lot of football fans don't like hearing, but I think that's actually a good plan for Ohio state. If they can not give up big plays, they can make Alabama earn every yard and then have a couple of turnovers get a couple stops here and there. That's what you need to do to win this game. You know, if you get a few stops, you get a couple turnovers, Ohio State can win this game. You're not going to stop Alabama. But as far as Devontae Smith, they got to be physical with him. Have to be. Sean Wade, be physical with him. I don't know if they're going to have Sean Wade shadow him or if they're just going to, you know, mix it up. Uh, I tend to think Kerry Combs will mix it up. Uh, Seven Banks is another big corner. You got to be physical with Devontae Smith. Marcus Williamson, not a big guy, but he is physical. He will mix it up in there. So Marcus Williamson, be physical, um, and, and tackle, (laughs) you know, you gotta tackle these guys. So, um, it's just going to be such a fun matchup. I mean, this, these are definitely the two best teams in college football, um, going into the year, everybody thought there was a three team race with Ohio state, Alabama, and Clemson Clemson exit stage left. Thanks to the Buckeyes now Buckeyes against the Crimson Tide for all the marbles. Again, I'm just thrilled the Buckeyes have this opportunity. It's the fifth time since 2000 Ohio State's playing in the national championship game. Two and two so far. Let's make it three and two tonight.
1: This is the night for Sean Wade to kind of turn back what has been an avalanche of negative publicity. He did earn first-team All-American and was the Big Ten defensive back of the year, but he has seen his name pilloried. He can make himself a ton of money tonight if he has a great game against Devontae Smith and just a great game in general. We're going to take a quick break, come back. More Breakdown.
0: From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus.
1: Yes! All right, we're back. Dave, let's talk a little bit about Ohio state's offense versus Alabama's defense. I have done a deep dive on Alabama's defense and here's my assessment. They are not the squad you are used to going up against that is loaded with first round draft picks at every level. They have one excellent defensive lineman named Christian Barmore. Everybody else is just a guy, good players, but no one outlandish. Their linebacking core is good. They've had to call on a couple youngsters and Christian Harris, Will Anderson, Dylan Moses has not been the same player since he came back from injury. I don't know if he's afraid of getting hurt again. They are excellent at corner. Job and Patrick Sertan. Sertan, I assume, will guard Olave. Best bump and run corner in the draft. And I know this because I'm a Cowboys geek and they may be drafting corner. He's not a burner. So if Alabama is unable to pressure Ohio State with their front four, I do think Olave is going to have a lot of success. Their safeties are okay. Jordan Battle has been really good the second half of the year. He was terrible the first half of the year. Most of the mistakes they make and big plays they give up are on the safety. So I think Ohio State's going to score a ton of points, but it's going to be a shootout. Do you think Alabama's defense will have more success than I do?
0: I really don't, and I think you hit on a lot of salient points here. I mean, I look at Dylan Moses, and he looked like he was going to be like a Buckus Award winner, like first-round pick when he looked early in his career than he had the ACL last year and he's not nearly this year. Like you said, I don't know if it's the injury or if he's making business decisions, but we had a source that I trust very much. We quoted in the boarding house last Friday. That was uh you know, Talking about Alabama, and he was saying, I've been watching all Alabama. I tell you, Dylan Moses is a liability uh, in the passing game and pass coverage. And then uh, he watched a little bit more and came back with another note to me. He said, Also, Dylan Moses is a liability against the run. <laughs> so that's just one guy's opinion, but uh, a guy I trust very much says Dylan Moses is a liability against the pass and the run. So uh, I agree with you. Patrick Sertan, you know, he's going to be one of the top players taken uh, at cornerback in the draft, and he's a big corner, 6'2. 203, even bigger than Ohio State's corners. But yeah, he's not a... Uh, he's, he's very, very good. And another thing that Ohio state has going into their favor here, Dan is Malachi Moore. Although he's just a true freshman, um, really has stepped up as their third best corner behind the two guys you mentioned, They're two studs and uh, Malachi Moore has basically been their slot corner. I guess maybe you could say he's been their fourth best corner, but still, well, you know, definitely in the rotation, uh, third or fourth best corner, he's going to miss this game with an injury. Um, and yeah, I, I just don't see this Alabama defense being anything more than, OK. I mean, for Alabama standards, you know, if this was like Purdue's defense would be saying, wow, Purdue's got a good defense this year for Alabama. This is not your typical Alabama defense at all. So um, and this is a tremendous Ohio State offense that is peaking at the right time. And I do think Ohio State has the best offensive line in the country. You know, these national awards basically only playing six games before the awards were even given out seven games total. Now really took Ohio state out of the running for any of the individual awards or even like a group award, like best offensive line, Ohio state's offensive line is the best in the country. So, um, that's a problem for Alabama's D line. I, this is going to be a shootout. The over under is 75, which is the highest total in the college football playoff era. Um, so, you know, now a lot of times, Dan, when everybody's saying this is gonna be the you know the highest scoring game ever, I tend to think, ah, I mean, there could be some overcorrection here and it might it might be the defenses might step up a little bit more than what people are thinking. But now you, you analyze this. I mean, these offenses, they each have a big advantage over the opposing defense. And I think the state's offense has a bigger advantage over Alabama's defense than vice versa. But again, we don't know if Ohio State's gonna be completely you know, 100% personnel-wise due to COVID, whereas Alabama has zero issues. I think all year they've had Nick Saban test positive, and that's it. I don't think any of their players have tested positive. So I don't know what's going on in Tuscaloosa. They're either doing something right down there, or maybe they're not testing quite as often.
1: So many comments there that I'm just going to swallow. Here's one factor we have not discussed (laughs) that I think is going to be very interesting. In every single game Justin Fields has played at Ohio State, there's been a little bit of fear of him running the ball because he had to come back and play quarterback again for Ohio State. That's not the case tonight. There's no saving Justin Fields, guys. He's going to enter your NFL team here in a few months. Do you see Justin Fields maybe even some design runs early to kind of distract the defense? Or do you think that could be a bigger part of the offense simply because he doesn't have to save himself?
0: absolutely definitely and i even think dan if he was a sophomore right now national championship game i think that they would throw caution to the wind and run justin fields a lot um i think they would have last year against clemson if his knee was healthy he banged his he got his knee banged up at the end of the penn state game of course last year and just He wasn't able to have that same mobility. Now, even with um, the bruised ribs, thanks to our buddy Shannon Terry, we know they're not broken ribs. Didn't expect Shannon to be the one to break that news, but uh, that's great news that it's not broken ribs. Even with um, bruised ribs, and I'm sure he's sore in his midsection in general, um, the legs are fine, and he's going to be able to run the ball tonight, and he's going to have to. And then the way Trey Sermon's running the ball, the way this offensive line is blocking, that's the ultimate pick-your-poison right there. If you're – now, Alabama's going to be, I'm sure, they're going to have a guy that's not going to try and guess who is you know keeping the ball. They're going to have a guy who's probably just keying on Justin Fields. If you're smart, that's what you would do. But, man, it's pick-your-poison, man. If you, if you hand the ball to Trey Sermon, that could be bad news for you. Justin Fields fakes to Trey, keeps it himself, that could be bad news for Alabama's defense. I love it. And I do think that they're going to rely on that a lot tonight at Ohio State. When I say a lot, am I talking about – 20 Q runs no but probably about 15 Q runs including scrambles and uh, I think that's about a a good number right there you know and not again not all called quarterback runs but about you know total I think that's what we're gonna get from Justin Fields tonight and um, he's such a good runner he's tough he's 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 elusive and fast and all that but he also has a good nose Dan of knowing exact field and how to get the first down you know, and when he needs to dive and when it's OK to slide, because if you're obviously if you're close to the first down, you slide, you're not going to get it because they're going to market where you started your slide. He knows when to dive and get that first down. He just has a knack for it. Uh, he's a tough kid. We saw I think it was the Michigan State game where he kind of ran over a guy, kind of showed him the football and then ran him over as he was running the ball. Uh, also in that game, he had a play where he shook a guy and ran for about fifty yards. So, yeah, man, they're going to need to run Justin Fields tonight. It's a huge weapon, and yeah, I, I think that's going to be a big part of the game plan.
1: Vegas thinks it's going to be forty-two thirty-three Alabama or forty-two thirty-four. Dave Biddle, please make your pick.
0: Oh man, you're going to hate me, Buck Nutters. But I will preface this. Since we've been making predictions, I have only picked against Ohio State once. I've been working for Bucknuts for a long time. I picked against them once. It was against a team called Alabama in 2014, and that worked out well. So just in the name of reverse psychology, my friends, I'm going to pick Alabama 41, Ohio State 38. And, Dan, I want to add this. If I knew for sure Ohio State was at full strength, meaning guys on the defensive line, We're hearing maybe kickers. There could be some issues there. But mainly if I I knew they were completely, their pal was intact, I would pick Ohio State to win this game. It's just the uncertainty with guys that could be out due to COVID. Again, Buck Nutters, you're going to hate me, but my pick is 41-38 Alabama.
1: If you root for any other team besides Ohio State and any other sport that tugs at your heartstrings a little bit, you know how good Ohio State is and how much we should just be appreciative of the fact that they are here again when in August this is not a place you wanted to be. And I mean even the state of Ohio, but definitely not bucknuts. The vitriol and the anger and the depression around a canceled season was painful. What the Browns did yesterday to win that game, that was the high point for Browns fans in over 30 years. Ohio State's probably going back to the national championship next year, and I actually think the best team they're ever going to have is in two years. So let's be appreciative of what we have here. So let's enjoy this game tonight, enjoy where they've come, and hopefully finish it with a national championship. Have a good one, Bucknutters.